Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up to Get Fit Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor. You're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic goal to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Jody Flynn. Jody, how you doing? I'm doing great, Thomas. It's good to be here. Likewise, good to have you, definitely. Mm-hmm. So Jody Flynn of Women Taking the Lead is an executive coach, podcaster, author, and speaker. Jody partners with women leaders so they can thrive in center leadership. She is the host of the Women Taking the Lead podcast and the president of the board for the Maine's Women's Conference. Jody, welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> it is such an honor. I'm so glad you invited me. I completely love the name of your podcast. And yeah, I'm here to serve as well. Awesome, awesome. So, Jody, let's just dive right into this. I want you to tell us the two minute version. What about you? Where you're from? How you got started? Who is mm-hmm. Jody Flett? <laughs> Jody Flynn. I am a self described type A woman. I'm driven about the work that I do. um, And it comes from a place of caring deeply, right? And this is common with my clients as well. My early career was in mutual fund operations, and I'm from a big New England family. I was born and raised in Massachusetts. I lived in Maine for 18 years, and I'm currently living in Norfolk, Virginia, with big dreams of being a snowbird between Maine and Virginia. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. So where in Maine? Because um, I've been to Maine a few times. I went to Belfast. I'm, I'm, I'm familiar with Bangor and a few other places in Maine. Where, where in Maine? A little more south. I was in Old Orchard Beach, and that's where my condo still is. That's where okay. well, I'll be snowboarding too, but about 25 minutes south of Portland. Nice, nice. And Maine has one of the best, best national park, Arcadia. Oh my goodness. Such it's- an amazing park. <laughs> the whole state is gorgeous, but if you are a national park person, you have got to go to Arcadia. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, um, Jody, why did you get into coaching in the first place? Let me tell me about that that journey, right? Um, from being where you were before to becoming a coach. How did this occur? Yeah, I would say this story begins when I was in college. I was a psychology major and I was working on my master's in counseling psychology when it finally got through to me. I was in denial for years that okay. in Massachusetts with a master's in counseling, I okay. would be qualified for social work, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be able to have my own practice. And that was mm-hmm. my dream. And I had been going to school for so long and I I reached the point where I was like, I'm done with school. I want to like be out in the workforce. And so the idea of going on incurring more student debt student loan debt to get my PhD, I was just like, that just doesn't feel in alignment with where I'm going. So very disappointed, but I pivoted. I took a job in mutual fund operations Mm. so I could start paying back those student loans that I'd already racked up. And also to give myself some time to figure out what my next step was going to be. But it turned out to my surprise, I 
thrived in that office environment. It just mm. played to my strengths. And I was promoted pretty rapidly. And I had been promoted five times within six years. Okay. And with that last promotion, it was a dream position for me, almost as if it was like made for me. But I mastered it pretty quickly. And I soon came to the realization that this environment that was so wonderful for me was not going to get me to the next step. Like it was almost like there's nothing for me here anymore kind of feeling. Yeah. And also that feeling, I think a lot of people would recognize that whole, like, is this it? Is, <laughs> you know, is, is this what the next 20 years are going to look like? Cause the, this doesn't feel enlivening. Like I said, I'm type A, I'm driven. I need to be challenged, right? Yeah. yeah the, the challenge wasn't there. The challenge wasn't there anymore. And I didn't see the challenge being there. And it was around this time that I started discovering coaching as a profession. So did my research, you know, got ready for it, but was like a little scared. It was risky to like oh, go no. out on my own. Absolutely. But the universe conspired through two acquisitions. And after that, I was like, I'm ready. Yes, I will do this. If this is the path that I'm being led to, let me just take that path. Um, and it was amazing, an amazing opportunity. It allowed me to get certified as a coach and to launch my business. So as much as it was hard to go through those two acquisitions, it was a blessing in disguise. And now I serve women leaders and organizations who've not yet mastered their last promotion. Mm. They've achieved that promotion or the promotion that is challenging how they're operating as a leader. And it's requiring them to let go of the strategies that have made them successful so far, right? That big mm. theory, like, you know, this is, this is how I've made it this far, but now I have to let go of those strategies and tendencies and take on something new so they can get stuck there. And if they stay there for too long, it leads to exhaustion, potentially burnout. Um, and so I work, I work with these women to help them, you know, bridge that gap and make that leap into a new way of operating operating, which sounds big and scary, but to the reality, and Thomas, you may experience this in your clients. It's like just little, little changes, little incremental shit. changes. There you go. Steps. Changes <laughs> that are not hard to do, right? They might feel a little intimidating at first, but they can test them out and they try them. But when they see the results and how it's working, they're typically like, okay, what else? What else? Like I'm ready. For the next thing. I'm ready for the next thing. And this allows them to feel calm and confident in their position, in their role. And also if they want it, it prepares them to get ready for the next opportunity, be it the next promotion or big project, what have you. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. 
increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Yes, indeed. So it, it definitely seems like you um you thrive in challenging environment, like like you just mentioned, which which your personality type, right? From 100%. being in a position where you were no longer being challenged to work with women, right? And and as a coach, you constantly you're constantly challenging yourself in your in your um your clients because in order for them to get to the next step, you have to take them out of the comfort zone. And this is this is where you thrive. Yeah. So you are definitely in your calling right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I will say part of it, you know, calls back to my own experience because some of those promotions I got, I was yeah. ready for, right. And eager to have them. And some of them were absolutely a baptism by fire. And Ooh. I was almost, th I was thrown into the deep end and had oh, to figure okay. it out very quickly. And so I can relate to that experience of, oh my God, what did I sign myself up for? Am I the right person? Imposter syndrome, yes. you know, going to work, sweating, like, how am I going to get through the day? I'm going to get found right. out. They're going to realize they promoted the wrong person. So I've lived there and I've been that, been in that position. And I think that helps my clients know, you know, if they know my story, they know I get what they're experiencing. So question. So during your vetting process, do you normally lead with your story? Because I know like you're not mentioned story like prior to happening on this podcast, we were speaking about story, right? Yeah. And story, your our story is so, so powerful. Story just in general is such a powerful medium to connect with others. So do you find your clients connect with you more once you share your story with them? Do they feel My much more open? Yeah, my clients typically, by the time we're having that conversation of, yeah. am I the right coach for you? They've heard my story either okay. through my podcast, on somebody else's podcast, right? So a, a client could potentially have found me from your podcast. So they've heard my story. I wrote a book. It's on my website. It's in, you know, my campaigns, okay. you know, on my website. And you and I were talking about websites. I'm like, hmm, how do I get my my whole story? There's hints of my story on my website. But there are a lot of opportunities for somebody to hear my story. And I think as a coach, that's important. People want to know what have you gone through? What has your experience been? Do you understand where I'm coming from? And so by the time we're on that call, they've heard, they've heard my story. Um, and I, we're focusing on, okay, tell me about you. Mm, and, okay. And let okay. me know what you think I need to know, you know, and what information do you need from me to help you make your decision? Yes, indeed. Got you. Got you. Yeah. That, and that's part of the reason why I enjoy having these podcast interviews, because I love hearing stories. Right. Yes. And this is how I, I could get to know you a little bit more through your story. Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Th thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So what's your coaching style? Mm. My style, I will say I'll start with the process. So the okay. process I use, the focus is on beliefs that my clients hold that cause them to think, feel, and behave in a certain way that gets them the same negative results over and over again, mm. right? And by identifying those beliefs, we can shift those beliefs, right? If I, we know what it is, we can challenge it and shift it <laughs> a little bit. And the result of that is a domino effect. 
you can change the belief even a little bit, like provide that opportunity to see things a little bit differently, their thoughts change. And when your thoughts change, your feelings change as a result. And because they're thinking and feeling differently, their behavior organically changes. Yes, indeed. And now they're showing up thinking and feeling differently, which then gives them a different vibe that people Mm -hmm. pick up on. Along with this new behavior, they just naturally start getting different results. If you change, the environment around you must change as a result. Right. Yes. Ooh, um, point. <laughs> yes. I've like I've nailed it down. This is this is what we're going for. And I've got I've gotten to that point. Like, because the thing is, it's like when we try try to change our thoughts, it's a struggle. And I, that's not to say I'm not all for affirmations and we believe statements and, and, and all of that are be you know thinking positive, right? Because that can make a difference, but it's takes longer and it's more work, it takes more effort to change our thoughts if we haven't addressed the belief underneath it that's even causing the thought, right? So that helps my clients get results more quickly and it's Mm. more effective. So that's the process. My style is to bring complete non-judgment along with some lightheartedness, some humor, coming from a place of curiosity and asking great questions. And I do this because I want to give my clients the space to grapple with their challenges and discover new solutions and new opportunities. And even if something is very challenging and is causing us a lot of stress, if we can laugh at it, right, we we can master it. Yes, indeed. I, I love the fact that you mentioned that because it's all about your perspective. It's how you look at things, right? It's funny because um, just this year, I was training myself to laugh at certain things that, like certain insecurities and certain things that will bother me. And once I started, once I started to practice that, it became it became like frivolous. It became it became. Yeah. It was something. It was something that was no longer serious, yeah. right? It's all about training yourself, training your thought. And I love the fact that you mentioned that you mentioned a mindset, right? Um, there's this uh, famous um, quote in the Bible: "As a man thinketh, so he becomes." It's also a book by James Allen, and that's yeah. my favorite book of all time. I go back to this book over and over again because you're absolutely right. Whatever you think about, whatever you focus on, your energy is going towards that. You yeah. become that. Right. So I love the fact that you start with the mental. You help yeah. you, you, you guide your clients towards changing their perspective, changing the way they look at um, objectives and things of that nature. And in so being, their whole life is able to change because it starts from the inside out. It's not outside in, it's inside out. So you're on yeah. point. Yes. And I'll, I'm going to reference another book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. There was a line in that book that just for me was like, right and it was all about obviously developing good habits you know or changing habits and the point he was making is your identity has to change to be in alignment with the new behavior right so as you think of yourself you allow yourself to change your in as you become so you can't be a smoker who wants to quit smoking right that's not going to work right Identity, yes. you have to think of yourself as i am a non-smoker right or i mm-hmm. am someone you know i forget how he says it cuz you want to put it in the positive right yeah. like i'm not the type of person who smokes mhm 
you know, that sort of thing. And when, yeah, and when your identity changes, you can then be in alignment with the habits and the behavior you want to develop. And to be honest, like I, you know, I, I'll give an example of how I work on this with my clients. One of their big struggles in how they're operating that worked in a way before that doesn't work anymore is mm -hmm. they like to be in control, right? If I can <laughs> control what's going on, I can control the outcome. I can control the finished product. Yes, but indeed. as you rise in leadership, you have bigger teams, bigger responsibilities, bigger to-do lists. You have to delegate the work. Right. You're the leader, not the doer, right? Uh -huh. Per se, um, you're coaching and leading your team, but they're the doer. They're the problem solver. They're the fixer, right? That's their identity. And that's how they know themselves. And they're proud of it, right? Like I get things done. Mm -hmm. And so, but they reach that point where it works against them because they're working too hard because they're holding on to work or they're the bottleneck, that sort mm -hmm. of thing. And so by in order for them to be able to delegate, they have to change their identity. So one of the identities I invite them to take on is I am the person who develops other leaders. Mm. And when that's their identity, they can give away the work because then delegating isn't about abdicating responsibility or giving away work that you would do better than anyone else or would get done more quickly than anybody else. Delegating is providing opportunities to people who want it. Mm -hmm. Right. And then it feels more like a partnership as yeah. opposed to, and also my clients like being type A, they're, they're workers, they're doers. And so they feel like, oh, I'm giving away this work. And it gives the impression like I don't want to do it or I'm too lazy to do it. Mm -hmm. That's not the case at all. You're holding on to that work is preventing other people from developing the skills and abilities that they'll need to become a leader someday. Yes, indeed. Definitely. Definitely. Whew. You, you, you like the um, female version of me. Because <laughs> as you're talking, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, I agree, I agree, I agree, I agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You when we what? say it out loud, we recognize it. But, you know, for our clients, and, and I've, I'm this person on occasion too, when we're in the thick of it, we can't see it. And yes. that's what coaching can provide is that mm. opportunity to see our blind spots. Yes, and indeed. for my clients, this is a blind spot for them. Yeah, and this is why they are they are benefiting from your coaching because like being able to see the blind spot could save you years of headache. <laughs> years of headache. Yes. Every time I hire a coach, I I excel. I do better. I, I, I expand further than where I was previously. Yeah. So this is why I'm a huge advocate of, of working with coaches, you know? Yeah. Um, and also in terms of what you mentioned about delegation, this is book by Dan Sullivan called Who Not How. Right, we highlight the same yeah. thing. Right, it's not yep. about the the how. Right, you, you delegate your the responsibilities to the right who's to accomplish the hows, you know. And and like it's, it's so so important. We can't do everything ourselves. How do you expect to extend a company and expand if you're doing everything yourself? You can't be the master of three thousand different things. You're not mm -hmm. going to grow. So 100%. you are absolutely on point. So. If someone were looking for a coach, what traits would you advise for them to look for? Yes. So for anyone listening who's seeking a coach, I would say you need to feel a connection with your coach. Mm -hmm. And that connection being that they get you, they mm -hmm. listen to you, and they understand your challenges better than you do. 
right? I would say you, you're looking for a coach who understands what's going on with you. And, you know, for instance, um, they're able to articulate the challenge in a way that makes you go, yes, that's it. That's it. You get it. Right. If you have that experience with the coach, that is, that is probably your person. You have to feel, you know, that they're going to be able to get you to that next place. And like we talked about earlier, part of the reason why we tell our stories is to convey ahead of time, I get it. I've been, I've been there. I know where you are. It's not exactly the same because we have our own unique circumstances. But when it comes to, in my case, you know, being promoted and feeling like you just can't get your feet under you and why are your, your go-to ways of doing things not working the way they did in the past, I get it. I've been there before and I can help you get through this. Yes, indeed. Jody, what drives you? What drives me? That's a great question. Um, I would say my mission is mm -hmm. to see more women in leadership and senior leadership. I want more. I want to see more women in decision making. Okay. Places. I want them to be at the table at the highest level of decision making. I think that's important for our our states, our country, the globe. Um, there needs to be equity, right? Men and women balance each other out so well. And I will yes. even say, like going beyond that, going beyond gender, the masculine and the feminine balances each other out so well. And when there's inequity in representation you're going to get imbalanced results. And that's what we're seeing in the world today. The results we're getting in the world today, like inequality, you know, the climate change, wars, all of that stuff is because we don't have equity at the decision, you know, in the decision and at that level. So my goal, and I partner with men and women for this goal, is to see more women in senior leadership positions. That drives me. That's a great goal right there. And that's a great driver, you know, and I see why you're so passionate. Yeah. So um, are you currently working on any new projects that you could share with us? Yes. So I'm actually just rolling out a new quiz on my website. It's called the Leadership Operating System Quiz. So okay. you're looking at, does your operating system need an upgrade? It's everything we've been talking about. Do the strategies that have worked for you before, um, are they working for you now? And so it's a three minute quiz. So I say, you know, do it when you're drinking your morning beverage or your afternoon beverage, Car carve out those three minutes, sit down, answer the questions, because this can give you amazing insights where, you know, the, the big areas of opportunity are for you to develop as a leader. And if that's something that's important to you, um, 100%, like this is something um, you'd want to take. And then also, I am the president of the board for the Maine Women's Conference. Mm -hmm. And for those who are listening to this in real time or the next few weeks, our event is coming up on November 8th, 9th, and 10th. It's a virtual event. So even if you're not in Maine, you can attend. So we say for those those of those of you living in Maine, those who love Maine, those who want to come to Maine someday, uh, this is, event is for you. We have a, a wide range of speakers on different topics to help you. And also our, our theme this year is growing through connection, mm. self, family, work, and community. Because I think now after the past couple of years being a, in a pandemic, we're craving connection 
so much on, on so many different levels. And so our programming and everything happening around the conference is designed to help you connect with yourself, the other people who are attending, and also bring what you learn back into other areas of your life and continue to create connection there. Sounds like a great program. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> So if someone were to inquire about your service or just want to get to know Julie Flynn a little bit more, where can they find you? Yeah, my hub is womentakingthelead.com. So women is plural with an E. So it's womentakingthelead.com. And if you want to go right to the quiz, you can find that at womentakingthelead.com forward slash quiz. Nice, nice. Jody, thank you for coming on today's episode of How May I Serve You? Right. And I also like to thank all our listeners and viewers. And last but not least, how may I serve you? Oh, is that a question for me, That's Thomas? <laughs> How can you serve me? Thomas, you've been so wonderful. Uh, I think that's why I was like, how many you serve me? You have been serving me this whole time. Thank you for inviting me on your platform. Thank you for the conversations we've had that have helped me to grow and, you know, get more clear on what I'm doing. And honestly, if there's anything I can do for you, I'm here for you. I feel like I owe you a big debt of gratitude. <laughs> You know, just continue, um, just continue being you, right? So um, I'm glad to have our connection and our new relationship, right? So, and especially being a, a person that's big on impact and big on trying to elevate women, I love everything, everything you stand for. Yeah. Um, and if, I mean, and I know if you were in the same situation, you'll do the exact same for me. I, I definitely, I definitely believe that wholeheartedly. Again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, Please feel free to share this with as many people as you can, because I'm sure others will benefit from this episode and from this great conversation with Julie Flynn. So make sure to tune in next week. Stay tuned. Cheers and much love.